Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by the Natural Habitat Podcast and not a vast yeast scoundrel. A vast yeast scoundrel is a new podcast that has recently hit the airwaves, the internet, and this podcast is something that you should definitely not check out. Uh, it has a strange name. It's hosted by a couple guys with stranger names. Rick Storer. It's like, I wonder what his ancestors did. Ran stores. And then also, Michael Zalusky, which I don't trust anybody with a last name that starts with a Z. That's just me. There's only been a couple that I've met in my life, and I don't trust either of them. So these guys host this podcast called A Vast Ye Scoundrel. And it's something that you should definitely not go listen to on iTunes. And while you're not listening to it on iTunes and not enjoying it, make sure that you also don't follow them on Twitter, at AvastCast. Now, these guys are uh, comedians. They talk to uh, interesting people in the California comedy scene. And it's just, it's just garbage. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, there's no way that I would ever enjoy it, that you would ever enjoy it. And you should definitely not give it a shot. Don't even try. Don't even try it. And I started this and I was like, I'm going to do this bit. And now it, now it seems really mean. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting real dark. So uh, don't go to twitter.com slash avastcast. Don't go to iTunes, look up a vast ye scoundrel, and do not subscribe today. Uh, we have our friend Awesome Ty in the house. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Podcast world, this is Awesome Ty, the podcast mayor, and I'm here with Mikey Buya, the podcast. Um, that's well, fine. What's you your title? Just, what's you your just title? Leave it right there, the podcast. Uh, that's good. The podcast maker, and that kind of even rhymes. Okay, yeah. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what I was trying to do. There. I thought you were building Excuse up. Me, it yeah. seemed like a spoken word kind of like, like. I started something jam. and then I just kind of trailed off. That's all right. It happens a lot to me. So it, to it's actually it's actually refreshing that it happened to you this time. <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh, today is an exciting day. We're getting spooky. And I'm ready to start it. You ready to you ready to do this? I'm always ready. Okay. Uh, make sure that after this episode is over, you do not uh, go check out a vasty scoundrel. Uh, Rick Store is not a very great guy. I, I, I've heard otherwise. <laughs> I heard he's a nice guy. Is that what you heard? I did. Well, that's the truth. But you know, it's all uh, it's all uh, it's all uh, it's all uh. It's all. It's all. It's all. All. You think that was too mean? People will get it, right? <laughs> I would figure okay. so. Comedians.
Yo, what is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Mikey Booya. My name is Awesome Ty, and I am your your elected mayor. That's right. You elected me in a, a, an election that you personally didn't know about, but the rest of the people in your city knew about, and mm-hmm. they elected me, and you just weren't aware of this until just now. Yeah, it's not our fault that you don't vote and that you're not a part of your society. Yeah, exactly. You know you're not I mean? up on politics. You might local be, politics, local government. Yeah, you might be like, oh, I, I, voted for, uh, I voted for Bernie Sanders, you know what I mean? But did you vote for your local terms? Did you vote for your, your city spokesperson? Did you vote for your librarian's assistant? Over nine out of ten people could not identify the name of their mayor. Yeah, they couldn't. You know, they couldn't tell you who their mayor is. Is that true? But I'm telling you now, it's me. And until you can prove otherwise, I think you should just run with it. I agree because now that you say that, I think that stat might be 100 percent correct. Because I don't know the name of no, my mayor. absolutely not. You know, I don't know my mayor at all. Uh, so I mean, I, I mean, my mayor's you. Yeah, I mean, exactly. technically. My mayor is, is you because you are also the mayor of my city. I mean, you know, remember the days when you had to give somebody the benefit of the doubt about something? Because, uh-huh. I mean, how would you go and fact check that? You'd literally have to go down to City Hall and, like, ask who the mayor was. Nobody was going to do that. Yeah, you're going to look like so a crazy person. if you met somebody person. and then, you know, like, they, you know, had a convincing argument as to being the mayor of the city, you might run with it. Yeah, I agree. It's like these were the times when you had to just take everything at face value. People said something and you went, wow, that's a fact now that I'm putting in my fact bank, right? Yep. Next door to my spank bank. And I'm going to pull it out. Not the, you know, but just the fact. Yes. As I, as I documented on unsolicited opinions, lying was much easier in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, it was. And now we're in this time to where everybody can just, no, I, I snopes that. It's bullshit. Yep. Like, you know, ghost stories, for instance. Mm-hmm. Very true. You'd be like, did that really happen? Because you could tell people, I mean, you, that's actually a great point. Remember when you were a kid, you could tell people, you know, 15 years ago, this happened here. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> you know, there's no way to find out that that yeah, didn't if happen. A, if a new kid moves to the neighborhood, you could tell him, oh, my God, you live in the you live in the Smith house. Uh-huh. And they'll be like, well, what's the Smith house? And I'd be like, you don't know about the Smith House and the the Smith Massacre of 1993, <laughs> when when Reginald Smith uh-huh. beheaded his wife and then and then suffocated his his autistic child. Oh yeah, and then he has he believes you. It's not that he has to believe you. He has he's he has no other choice because that was the time. Why would you make that up? Exactly. You know what I mean. So that's when ghost stories really reign supreme is when there was no Google, there was very little Encyclopedia Britannica. You know what I mean? You couldn't just go and research this shit. And uh, that's what we're here to celebrate. We're here to celebrate ghost stories in the form of the classic television series, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark was on Nickelodeon in the Uh mid-90s. It was, you know, children... They gathered around a campfire, um, well past what should be a, a legitimate bedtime for these kids. I'm thinking that they snuck out. I'm not. I'm not really sure about the lack of parental supervision going on in these kids' life. But anyways, you know, they 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 escape. They they break out of their parents' homes. They they presumably smoke a little bit of weed. They don't show that on camera, but you're led to believe it. Uh huh. And they, they start a fire um, on probably property that's not theirs. Okay, well, here, fun and, fact. 
they never actually start the fire. You know, you know the song "We Didn't Start the Fire." This show was actually uh, was actually influenced by that, or vice versa, depending on which one came out first. But uh, there was never actually any shots of them lighting the fire because they were children. They didn't want to have children lighting matches. But didn't they throw shit into the fire? They Wasn't did, that like a bit. Yeah, that was uh, to like smoke it up, and they would take the sand and they'd be like. For the approval of the Midnight Society, oh, yeah. and take the sand and throw it, which was a, uh, which was a tribute to the Twilight Zone, because at the beginning of the Twilight Zone, Rod Sterling would say, "Submitted for your approval." I always wanted to know more about the kids' lives, and the, you know what I mean. Like they yeah. would have like little tiny storylines going on every with once the kids, in a while, right? But it was mostly just the this this you know the stories that they told. Like this is how this is how it would go. Opening credits, right? Boom. Then it would come open, and then they would be all sitting around the campfire, and they'd be like, hey, man, one of them would be like, like one of them tried to light a cigarette in one episode. I know that that <laughs> happened for a fact. And uh, he was like one of the bad kids. Remember, they would always like bring a bad kid for like one episode, and he'd be like, I don't even believe in this. Yeah. And then he'd be like hella fucking down at the end. Totally. <laughs> well, they'd all be sitting there, and then one kid doesn't show up, and they're like, where's Bobby? Where's Bobby at? He said he'd be here. I saw him in science class. And then all of a sudden, Bobby rolls up on his bike, right? And he's like all <laughs> upset. And they're like, what happened, Bobby? And he's like, it's my dad again. And you get like a little tiny piece of Bobby's life. And it's always real dark. And then one of them would, you know, proceed to tell their story of the week. Uh-huh. And, and it would somehow deal with that or just help take his mind off of his abusive father. Yeah. Yeah. So that was dope. This show definitely had a lot of shit that I forgot about, but it was a big part of my childhood. It was in that heyday of Nickelodeon when I was old enough to truly understand and enjoy shit and then young enough to not critique it too much. Yep, for sure. It was, you know, right around that, you know, 10, 11, 12-year-old mark for me, I think, when this show was on television originally. I don't know, though. There were a bunch of good Nickelodeon shows from this era, but I think this is the one that probably holds up the least if I were to go back and watch it now. Like, I could probably go back and appreciate the others a little bit more than this, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll get some <laughs> some moments in here. Because I honestly don't remember too many of the actual, you know, stories yeah. per se. I've, uh, I've gone through recently because I found a YouTube playlist that has that has every episode. And you just oh, go through and you just watch all the episodes. And some of them are like are poorer quality than others. But for the most part, you could watch it all. And there was like a couple that were just, I couldn't even watch them because it was too like grainy and shit. But uh, I went through and watched them and you're right. They definitely, you watch them in a whole new light as an adult to where it's just hilarious. Like I have this... These are the top 10 Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. But before that, I have a couple clips that are fucking amazing. And just remind you about what this show was. Nice day for a ride, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I gotta go find my mom. Bully. I'm not gonna help you now, kid. 
Look at that Mike P looking yeah, bully. <laughs> the kid that's bullying this other kid looks like he himself is probably bullied by children his own age. Yeah. So he's taking it out on a much younger kid. That's how bullies work, right? Absolutely. That's what's happening. Because, I mean. I'm going to beat on you for the rest of your life. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> it's like, man, oh. you can't just beat up a kid anymore if you're like, you know, a, another child. Like the, the days of being able to just beat the shit out of some some kid and not, you know, get in a whole bunch of trouble are, are gone. Right. It's kind of like a golden era of bullying. Yeah, you could like you could get in a fight even if you were totally in the wrong. The kid was just walking down the street and you're just like, "What's up, kid?" And you just like start punking him and then take his bike and then go dump it in the bush. And you hit them a few times. Like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? They're gonna tell your parents to take care of you, and then you're gonna get grounded or fucking slapped around, depending on the house that you live in. And that's about it. But now it's like you're going to fucking juvenile hall. Then yeah. you're on probation. Then you have to have anger management counseling. And then you have to pay this fine and restitution. And then you have to do a written apology and like all these different. It's things. ridiculous. Yeah, it's like just let the kids scuffle, because then you learn you get it out of your system and you learn about life by fighting other kids, I think. You know what I mean? And plus, kids, you can't hurt each other. When you're a kid, it's really hard to hurt another kid in a fight to where it's like something serious. You know, I'm not just pro-bullying. You might say that I'm so bullying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you agree, though? Absolutely, I do. And I feel like, like bu bullying builds character, too. It, it toughens you up. You know what I mean? Like... I got picked on at times as a kid, and I feel like, you know, in the end, it just, you know, it made me stronger and more self-aware and made me reflect on, hey, well, you know, why am I being bullied? Yeah. Maybe there's some things that I could stand to change about myself. <laughs> Maybe it's me. And if nothing else, it makes you tougher, so. Yeah. I think, you know. And it's a lot better to fucking go blow for blow when you're 13 years old than it is to... You know, punch and get punched yeah, you by need to get a grown that man. Violence out of your system before it's you know a threat to society. Yeah, that's just before dangerous, you have man. access to a gun. And that's why martial arts is all about self defense. It's not about just going around and breaking people's faces because that's dangerous. Human bodies are dangerous. It's true. And that's why, like, I I get all like uh, I get all like fucking punk kids about all these like dumbass kids that are all running around acting like assholes. And I'll like, I'll like yell at kids in my apartment complex. That's the old man that I am now. Like I'll be like, like there's this kid that was picking on this girl and telling her that like she can't play with him because she's poor and because she's stupid and her bike's dumb and like all this shit. And I was like, hey, don't be a dick, man. And like it scared the shit out of him and fucking, <laughs> and then like it made me feel like some old ass fucking like 60 year old man yeah. yelling yeah, for my porch. Yeah, for boys. sure. Yeah, totally. He's going to think of you as that, that one man. That, yeah. That, but that's fine. I don't give a fuck. Fuck that kid. But then, you know, you see these punk ass like 17 year old kids being assholes. And it's like, I'm probably not going to say anything because I'm getting old now. And you three 17 year old kids could probably fuck me up. So you just go ahead and be assholes. But little kids I'll pick on all day because I'm a bully. <laughs> Would you say that you're not just pro bullying? That you're so bullying? I would not say that. Never will. <laughs> Never will I say that. All right, here's another one. Hey, so you guys playing tonight? Tonight? Again? Well, you didn't get the Some remarkable haircuts on this show. Uh, I don't think we're up to it. Why not? We just aren't. Uh, Told you they were chicken. We're not. 
Vern just told you that story to scare you. She doesn't want anyone else joining the group. I thought you said you weren't afraid of ghosts. It's got a nice bowl. Nice bowl haircut. <laughs> I'm not. You said him. That kid was a great actor. He was acting his ass off. All of them. Yeah. And the haircuts are very strange. It's like, I wonder if if these kids came to the set with these haircuts and if that was just a haircut of the time or if they laced them up. You know, they were a little bit behind, I think, styling these kids in the, this show because this is like, you know, mid-90s and these haircuts are, are clearly very early 90s. Yeah. These bowl cuts and the long-haired kid, the long-haired uh. bully. <laughs> All right, let's go through uh, let's go through these episodes. Number ten, the tale of the dream girl. Johnny meets the girl of his dreams, but it turns out to be a ghost. This episode will go on to inspire M Night Shyamalan in making The Sixth Sense. What? <laughs> okay, I, I still don't, I still find that hard to believe, but it does seem fitting that the one decent M Night Shyamalan movie would just be a plagiarism of a early '90s children's television right? show. Right? I think it's pronounced Shyamalanan. 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 <laughs> it's like that, like that really thin aluminum that you get, and you can't ever wrap anything up. It just rips. And you're like, this is Shyamalanan. That's how I remember it. Uh. Yeah, it's it. That, that's all allegedly, though. There's no everything that I've looked up about that because I kind of dug a little bit deeper into it, and everything's just like supposedly, allegedly. So I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if that's from M. Knight, M. Mike. I'm gonna call him M. Mike Shamading now. Uh, I don't know if that's from Shamading or if that is. Just some rumor that someone can. I think from. it's actually sham of a movie, sham of a movie, <laughs> which is every movie that he's ever made. Literally, well, not except Sixth Sense, which this, apparently was a plagiarism of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay, here's my thing: The Sixth Sense is the only movie of Shyamalan's that you can watch more than one time, or at all. Or <laughs> okay, it's like. Like, you watch it, and then at the end, you find out that he's dead. And I remember when I first saw it, they did a good job at, like, I didn't even know until the very end. Yeah, I thought, you know, it was, for its time, I was a kid when I saw it. I remember seeing it in the theater, but yeah, I would say that, you know, for the most part, and I think even critically, at the time, it was pretty well received. It's only now that, you know, he's exposed himself as a hack that people come back and are a little more critical of it in retrospect. But. Yeah. And, uh, like, his movies are, let's see, I'm going to look up a list of his movies because I feel like there's a couple that I'm forgetting. So, The Sixth Sense, uh, The Visit was garbage. Garbage. Uh, Unbreakable was good. Have you seen that? Uh, I believe I have. I'm not sure, though. So, Unbreakable was dope. That was the, that was the first movie to, I guess, split. His new movie, Split, was a... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a continuation of this somehow, but I still don't know how they're connected. It's a, it's in the sense that Bruce Willis turns up for a second at the end of Split. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's literally the only connection, I think. Uh, the Village was cool, but that was like, you can only watch that movie one time. I thought The Village was terrible. Yeah? See, I thought it was like... I mean, it was... I mean... 
I guess you have to get into the whole thing with his shit is his endings. Yeah, his twists. Which are abrupt twists and then, you know, like many unanswered questions. The, the twist. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's what that's what you go into a Shandangjo movie, like, expecting. Yeah. You expect the twist. You expect it not to be what it seems. The worst fucking movie ever was the happening. The happening, yeah. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> even really remember the details. I just remember okay. it being exceptionally bad. I'll give you a seven-second breakdown of the movie, the happening. Everybody's dying. I wonder what it is. Maybe it's the trees. No, it's not the trees. It's the trees. <laughs> That's yep. it. That's what fucking happened in that movie. They were like, maybe the trees are doing it. And then they were like, that was halfway through. And then they were like, no, it's not. That doesn't make any sense. Let's find out what it really is. And then they searched for what it really was the rest of the movie. And then at the very end, they were like, turns out it was the trees after all. And I was like, that's horrible. I hate you. I bet that's exactly how he pitched it to whoever made it, whoever <laughs> financed it. Did I make it in seven seconds? Yeah, it was about seven seconds right, sweet. initially. Um, signs? That was the one with Mel Gibson and the, the crop circles, yeah. Yeah, that one was good too. I like that one. Oh, you're giving him some credit. That was in the early right. days. I want to say that was his... No, it went uh, The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and then Signs. So it was his third movie. I swear... Oh, yes, yeah, Stuart Little he did. That was like the weird one. His, <laughs> his, and she he did She's All That. Whoa, that's crazy. So he did a bunch of weird ones. Uh, he also did Devil, which was also a bad movie. Yep, that was, a, I, and I really looked forward to that one. I think that's when the one that really solidified it for me was when Devil came out, and like I thought it was gonna be super dope, and then it just wasn't. I was like, all right, dude, fuck this guy. I've been, you know, fool me once. Yeah, true. It's like uh, I hate how even the ones that I liked, I could only watch one time. Yeah, and I like movies that. I like movies that are good, but that I can also enjoy multiple times. And especially like crazy ones like that, like like The Sixth Sense and shit, you can watch it and you find something new every time you watch it. You're like, oh, that fucking totally makes sense and I didn't even catch it last time. Like, uh, like when you hear a song and you understand a lyric for the first time in 15 years. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, <laughs> like oh, you've yeah. been listening yeah. to it wrong the whole sure. time? So... That that doesn't happen with a lot of his movies like it should. So, M. Night Shyamalan, Sham 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 Sham, you're stealing from Are You Afraid of the Dark and you should keep doing it. Yeah, I think that would be, you know, the niche you should really fall into is maybe just keep, you know, picking up stories from late 90s Nickelodeon shows and making them into movies. <laughs> or maybe yeah. get back to, maybe do a She's All That sequel. Maybe. Why not? Freddie Prince Jr. is still around, exactly. I think. Exactly. I'm sure you can get him on the cheap at this point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I wonder what he's been up to. He was a, a WWE writer for a while. Really? I swear to God. No way. Yeah. He's like a huge wrestling fan. I'm going to check out his IMDb and see. Uh... I think he got a job with WWE just by being like, hey, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And I'm, you know, somewhat famous. I'm a B-list you know, celebrity. Can I, can I have a job with you? And I think, you know, they were like, absolutely, you can have a job with yeah, us. Why not? It seems like he's been doing a lot of uh, a lot of voice work. He's in Star Wars Rebels, uh, movie trivia, Schmodown, whatever the fuck that is. Star Wars. 
Star Wars Five Way? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Some sort of TV series. So he's been doing that TV work and voice work. Yep. And that's the way to go, dude. Voice acting. You don't have to. You don't have to sit in makeup. You don't have to fucking be there for all kinds of early call times. Sit through everybody else's bullshit. Wait while other people do their stuff. You show up and do all your lines throughout the whole thing. And you fucking wear comfortable clothes and you drink your tea in a nice air-conditioned studio. And then you get paid fucking residual checks. That's the sweet gig right there. Yeah. That's dope. So, uh, good for you. Good for you, Freddie Prince Jr. Let's see what else we got. Number nine, The Tale of the Dollmaker. Melissa spends the summer at her. Is that John Benjamin? I was thinking, um, <laughs> is that is that Al from from Home Improvement? Was that the guy's name? The 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 bearded guy from Home Improvement? Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, that looks. Let's, we're gonna find out who it is. Uh, Uncle Pete is Sam Stone. Are you sure that was Uncle Pete? I don't know. I'm not sure. He looks like an Uncle Pete type of guy. You know yeah. what I mean? He's definitely got that uncle look. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's not him. Actor. <laughs> Danny <laughs> those are, DeVito. Those are definitely not him. None no. of those are. No. Uh, Man, now I got to fucking figure out. Could it be Frank? None of these guys have pictures. <laughs> They're only in this one thing. The uh, one guy is sitting in an uncle's house so she can spend time with her best friend Susan, who lives next door. I However, think the scarier thing going arrive- on here is the way that the uncle is, you know, holding and embracing his niece. Yeah. That is very. Uh, I think that's the, the real ghost story here. <laughs> who lives next door. There's clearly something However, not right. She has not arrival, looked. She, Susan like she's has gone missing. She looks like she is being tied up. Do you call possibly some duct tape to a chair? Up in the attic and a mysterious door nearby. Do you call molesting what ghost, ghost stories? What is that? And finds herself Creepy right little in the girl. dollhouse. Can Melissa get out or will she become the next doll? Oh, it's supposed to be a doll. Okay, I thought I thought she had some sort of skin problem. No, she found a creepy dollhouse. I was like, should I feel bad for laughing at this girl? <laughs> I know you were. You were like, is she autistic? Scared. You were scared when you saw her. She have her. Down syndrome. I was thinking Down syndrome yeah. maybe because of the eyes. Okay. Well, first of all, if you uh, if you ever see anybody that has some sort of Down syndrome or skin condition, the first thing that you should not do is go ah, because <laughs> that's what you did. So if they were here in person, either way, it would have been bad. But that's okay. They're not. So that's the, uh, that's the beauty of podcasting. I remember back when I thought podcasts weren't real and when I, I could just talk and that nobody was listening. And then I, like, I said something about somebody and they were like, uh, why are you talking shit on podcast, man? And I was like, oh, Ooh. sorry. I didn't think that anybody listened to these. <laughs> so... Uh, so yeah, we could talk shit about uh, people with skin conditions because they're not here. Do you have a SIDS joke? A what? <laughs> Number eight, the tale of the midnight madness. I feel like I remember this one. Dr. Oh, Fink makes oh. absolutely the remember movie that theater. guy. The movie theater gets to play one of Dr. Yep. Fink's classic horror films in Nostoferatu. But when the movie theater backs out of the deal, 
it's not Dr. Vink that they gotta worry about, as everybody in the movie theater will have to deal with Nostoferatu. It's a reasonably creepy vampire. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah. And it looked like it looked like the Nosferatu, like the old school. Right, right, with the bald head and mm-hmm. the, the claws and shit. And uh, I read that that's what that's what they wanted to do with this show was do like a retelling of a lot of classic horror stories. Right, right. So that being one of them, the dead girl, all these different things. Number seven, the tale of the crimson clown. A little punk that goes by the name of Sam steals his brother's money and spends it on a video game. The money was supposed to be used on a gift for their mom's birthday. Sam might get away with everything, but now he has to deal with the scary doll named Crimson Clown who has come to punish him. <laughs> I remember that one. You remember that? No. Nah. That was some creepy shit. Number six, the tale of the Midnight Ride. Ian Matthews moves to Sleepy Hollow and on Halloween night gets caught up on a headless horseman prank by fellow students. But as the night goes on, it's no prank as Ian finds himself the target of the real headless horseman. The real headless horseman. Not an actor in a headless horseman costume. Ian probably did something to warrant being chased by the headless horseman. You know, these things are... They only show you one side of the coin here, folks. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, this show was actually originally supposed to be just bedtime stories for kids. And then they changed it. The show's creator, DJ McHale, changed it. And was like, you know what? Let's make this shit creepy as fuck. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. Who's going to want to watch that? What kid wants to watch bedtime stories? Yeah, why would you want to like make any sort of show on a network that puts people to sleep. You know what I mean? You want people to stay awake and watch ads so that so that you get money from advertisers. Yep. But I guess it's like if you just get all of the people in the United States to turn it on at night for their kids to go to sleep, then you get automatic viewership. So it's kind of like a, it's a double-sided coin. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Number five. Ghastly An inspired comic book artist, Ethan Wood, accidentally released comic book villain, the Ghastly sure. Grinner, into the real world, who sucks the yeah. life of whoever he like, comes across, only leaving them as himself. drooling fools with grins on their faces. It's up to Ethan and classmate Hooper to stop him. Yeah, I remember that one for sure. Number four. I remember this one too. Oh, I can tell you some tales from the night shift. A young teenage girl named Amanda volunteers working a night shift (laughs) at a local hospital. As the night goes on, patients and staff members are being picked off one by one. It looks like a tweaker coming in at 3 a.m. trying to (laughs) rent a motel room from me. (laughs) Like, this is just like my night shift. Uh, So this show sometimes was on point. Look at that. That's pretty cool. They had a whole makeup and wig action, contacts, fucking got someone with fucking meth mouth or did crazy teeth. So that's pretty good special effects work. That's like almost movie quality. That's solid. 
vampire. Solid attempt. Can Amanda figure a way to kill a vampire, or will she become the next victim? Number three, the tale of the dark music. Andy moves into a new house, which was passed down to Andy's mother. By <laughs> Andy's got a dumbass face. And weird eyes. And big old ears. Why are his eyes so wide? I don't know. And is one of them swollen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's got a black eye. <laughs> Probably from some bullying yeah. that he deserved. Is this the episode? What, the kid that got bullied? I don't know. Rich uncle who had just passed away. Down in the basement, Andy finds an old radio. When Andy turns on the radio, a mysterious creature appears. The question is, what does the creature want? And what ties, if any, to the dead uncle? Number two, the tale of the dead man's flow. During the 1950s, this while was constructing like... a new pool at the local school, they had to remove a cemetery that was in the way. However, a spirit stayed back and whoever jumps in the pool That's is pretty in creepy grave too. danger of yeah. never coming out. That was the one for me. That was the one that I saw all the time. And then that was the first one that I watched when I found that YouTube playlist. And then I was like, oh, and it fucking like brought me back. So that one's crazy. Dead Man's Float. And number one, the tale of laughing in the dark. Josh wants to prove to his friends that the Playland Funhouse is not really haunted by the ghost okay, of yeah, Seagull the Clown. Josh enters the maze, and then he this finds This is the first one that came to mind when you mentioned doing Are You Afraid of the Dark? I instantly thought of Zebo yeah. the Clown. Which, of course, was a big mistake. Josh will soon find out that the legend of Zebo the Clown is true. Goddamn right, it's Zeebo true. Zebo the Clown wants his nose back. Yeah, Zebo the Clown was creepy, and he was all, like, in his house and shit. Yeah, and really, I mean, like, he wasn't doing anything that you or I wouldn't do if one of us had our noses stolen. Yeah. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you go try to get your nose back if somebody came and stole it, and you you had reason to believe you could reattach the nose? <laughs> yeah. Would you not go make it an attempt, at least, to get it back from, especially if it was a child? Right? A child steals your nose, you're just going to stand for that? No, of course not. So, I mean, what did Zebo do, really? That's what I was saying before. Where's the crime here? It's really easy to punk children. It, extremely easy. <laughs> so, yeah, that definitely was one of the dopest ones. So if you have never seen this show, or if you haven't seen it in forever, and you want to go back, then watch that one. And what was it? The Tale of Laughing in the Dark, is that what it was called? Yep. Tale of Laughing in the and Dark. Look, there's, a, there's an interesting list of people that have all featured on, on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Some notable actors. Uh-huh, like you. Including the, the little guy, the little guy that you don't know his name, but you've seen him. He always plays, like, the little skinny, awkward friend in, like, like Jonah Hill movies. Okay, he was uh, he was the guy in This Is The End, right? Uh, uh, like, the main guy? One of them. It was like him and Seth Rogen were friends, and he like came to town, and his name was Jay. Yeah, his yeah. name's always Jay in movies. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's something. And then he had the guy that was in Star Wars, one of them. Hayden Christensen. Wasn't he? Yeah. Wasn't he in like one of the shitty Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Jay Bruchel. And Emily Van Camp. I don't know who that is. No. Joanna Garcia. So, so really, none of them are notable. Actually, I, sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> uh, Emily Van Camp, brother, brothers and sisters. Nope. Yeah, she's not anybody that I know. And then uh, Eliza Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Cuth. 
does she look kind of familiar? She's in 24. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was the daughter in 24. I've never She's seen... She's always getting herself into trouble. I've never seen 24. I'm just going to... Getting wa- herself kidnapped and shit. I haven't either. I'm just going to wait for 48 I think I've only out. seen parody of it, but... Yeah. That's where it's at. I just like to watch parodies of yeah. things. I get the gist of things through parody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we were talking about that dust earlier, because they do not light the fire, but they do throw this um some sort of magical storytelling dust that makes their stories uh, or did they do that to put it out at the end no that was definitely to spark it up they would throw it right before they told the story and i think that maybe it had some sort of like hallucin like like hallucinate hallucinatory how would you say that hallucinogenic okay yeah hallucinogenic uh properties to it and I think that they threw it on there, it burned up, everybody inhaled it, then they told the story, and everybody saw it like we saw it. Everyone saw the actors and everything in this weird acid world. But it was actually, ready for this? Non-dairy creamer. So that right there makes me want to go have a fire tonight and bring some non-dairy creamer and see what happens when I throw it on there. Because I want... Sparks up, gets all smoky. I just really hope that this wasn't on a school night that these were taking place. I hope this was like a Friday or Saturday. Because, I mean, what are they doing out past midnight, really? Unsupervised? Yeah. It's just bad parenting, man. Like, that's this, this is encouraging bad parenting and letting your children, you know, run amok. And we can't mm-hmm. have that. Mm-hmm. I'm well, tired of children running amok in the streets. Well, you know, uh, if it makes you feel any better. <clears throat> All the campfire scenes were shot inside in a studio in Canada. Oh, oh, in Canada where there's no laws, where people wear <laughs> hats on their feet and <laughs> shoes on their hands. Yeah, that's the place. So uh, I'm sure that it was in the middle of the day that they were doing this. A uh, beautiful Canadian day inside of their sound studio. Uh, they didn't want to show the actors how to light matches. They didn't want to teach them how to light matches is what the whole thing was about the fire. But in season three, the episode, The Tale of Watcher's Woods, a character is seen about to light a cigarette. So someone that shows up for the Midnight Society. That's fucking edgy, man. That's crazy, right? How are you going to do that? Smoking with cigarettes. Okay, look. They didn't want to show kids lighting a campfire, which I think is totally normal for, you know, a kid that's a teenager. Say if you go camping and your dad's like, start the fire. Or your stepdad or your uh, your mom's boyfriend or whatever it is that you have going on. Yeah. But so, then he'd be like... <laughs> Go start the fire. Go start that and fire, he'd boy. He'd probably hit you with like a belt or something, right? Yeah, but yeah. that's all part of the thing. You know what I mean? That's part of growing up. You never heard of growing pains? <laughs> so uh, so uh, that's like normal for teenagers to start fire. I think that teenagers should learn to responsibly like use fire. Sure, sure, yeah. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. But they're having a kid smoke a cigarette, and that's fine. But don't teach him how to light the cigarette. And it says that he was about to light a cigarette. So he never actually Something lit it. Something must have interrupted. 
uh-huh. the, the the lighting of the cigarette. He you was think like, he eventually got to the cigarette, like off camera. Probably. See, I don't think it, it it stopped him. Do you think? Here, look, we're gonna we're gonna place a bet. All right, are you a betting man? Oh, absolutely. We'll bet uh, five schmeagles. No, five schmoolacks. I don't have no schmeagles. Is that cool? Sure. Here's the bet. Uh, do you think that the cigarette was interrupted by a spooky noise in the woods or by one of the other kids saying, hey, man, don't smoke that cigarette? I'm thinking spooky noise. You think spooky noise? I'm thinking spooky okay, noise. Okay, I think it's an intervening kid. <laughs> and we are going to find out right now, and we will be right back. I'm going to sing the Jeopardy music while I look it up. All right, I got the episode right here, and we are going to watch the beginning of it. I assume it's in the beginning where the kids yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see what prevents him from enjoying his rich cigarette. Mm-hmm. I'll take off the bag as soon as... Hey, they're here. Okay, we have someone with a bag on their head. So who's this mystery guy we've been hearing about? Guys? Some sort of initiation, I'm assuming. Uh-huh. It's a lady. The guy's a girl. It's a, it's a, the guy's a girl. It's Samantha. My friends call me Sam. Yo, Sam, I'm Frank, and uh, I think you're the hottest thing around this campfire. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. Samantha. Ow, oh, mercy, mercy. Oh, the babe's got bite. <laughs> I think you're perfect. Uh, for the Midnight Society, do you know the rules? Sure. I tell you guys a story. If you guys like it, I'm in. If not, I'm on the highway. I'm on the highway? What? I don't think that she gets the saying. <laughs> it's my way or the highway, and it only works if you're rhyming. And it's not on the highway. <laughs> you're on. I have lots of stories I could have told, but I picked one that kind of fits the setting. There are tons of ancient legends about the woods. Legends of spirits, like the Manitou or the Wendigo. But whatever happened to these spirits once people showed up to hack down their world? Many I don't see that cigarette. But some where, say where is the cigarette smoking going on? It must be somewhere in her story. See, I don't think that counts. <laughs> I thought one of the kids were smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I didn't think that just somebody in the story was smoking a cigarette. Who the fuck cares? Someone's ab or was about to light a cigarette. It could be at the end. <laughs> here, we're going to skip to the end. We'll see what's going on over here. Okay, driving away. And then they go, we really liked your story. You could totally come back. I don't know how to tell you uh, this. That, that's okay. That's okay, I understand. Thanks for the shot. What I mean is, it's going to be real hard calling somebody that looks like you. Sam. <laughs> Why is it going to be hard to call her Sam? Someone that looks like you. He's just, Sam. He's just hitting on her. That's a boy's name and you're a girl. <laughs> that, uh. The little nerdy kid's, like, he's, he's probably the one that, that started the whole thing, I bet. I bet you it was his idea for them to gather and tell ghost stories to each other. 
Yeah, probably because he didn't have any friends, and he was like, there's got to be a way to rope these kids into hanging out with me. Yeah, so he's the one that's reading Yep, with his fucking glasses. All right, all right. So I didn't see any anybody about to light a cigarette in that. I guess it's in the actual episode. You're fucking posers. I don't know. If anybody out there listening finds it, then let us know the the time time code of where it is. We need to know. Yeah, and we're not going to watch all 20 minutes of that episode to look f- just to look for a cigarette in the background. Just because you asked us to? Psh. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh I found out that it is uh did you know that it's illegal to film a real tombstone in a real cemetery? I did know that actually. That you can shoot in a real cemetery, but you can't actually show anything from a real tombstone. So a lot of the tombstones in the show were foam. Foam stones. That's clever. Now you could definitely tell on this one. (laughs) It looks like a a Halloween decoration that you would purchase at the Walmart. Yeah, with the little stuck-on letters. Yeah. And they're all like, this one's a little crooked. (laughs) (laughs) That's dope. Uh, so I think that, uh, I think that this show definitely like, it definitely doesn't hold up as to being the same amount or the same type of fresh. No, it's no Pete and Pete. No, but it definitely is a whole new type of cool when you watch it. It's like a whole new, you watch it in a whole new light. And you realize that this show actually got away with a lot. They pushed Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon didn't want them to do the scary horror shit. And they pushed for the scary intro. They're like, you know what? We're going to be spooky. Uh Uh-huh. And then I remember um, Goosebumps came out shortly after this. and was kind of like a ripoff of this. But I think this one was way better than the Goosebumps one. Yeah. I think so, too. But uh, Goosebumps made some dope movies. I remember, yeah, and their books were, of course, dope. But. Yeah, absolutely. I remember, uh, like, The Haunted Mask was one of the VHS ones that I had. And the the Terror Tower, the Tale of Terror Tower, or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't think I've seen those. But, uh, yeah, fucking, it definitely is, like, a whole different thing. And a game changer for the time to bring that horror element to a young audience. And if you think about when it came out, it was in the in the time of like Tales from the Crypt. Yep. Uh Elvira. Like all these different things were hot. And the Outer Limits and shit. X Files. So it was only right that they kind of took all these elements, toned it down a little bit, and then gave it to the kids. And that got us into that got me into fucking you know, Evil Dead and all the shit that I love now. Right, right, yeah. It taught children uh, appreciation from for horror, mm-hmm. you know, before they really even knew that they were getting one. That's right. So go out there and enjoy yourself some Are You Afraid of the Dark. Or don't. Or don't. It's your life. Do whatever you want. And don't listen to Vasty Scoundrel. Uh, also, before we get out of here, uh, you and you and I, Worked on a song recently. A with, song? With, yeah. with Roach Clip. With Roach Clip. For Roach Clip's new album. 
Uh, What's that album called? It's called uh, the the downside again. That's <laughs> what it's called. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he he uh, he did okay. You know what I mean? Like his parts were, eh, you know, they were mediocre. Yeah. To, you know, and that's I think that's being nice. Yeah, and we've come to expect that from him. Generous. You know, subpar effort. He had to like sing on the on the chorus, and it was just like all a bad. staple of every single Roach Clip song ever. But I think I'll be able to clean it up in editing. I'm gonna master it, and mix it up. You know, I was actually thinking about just redoing it myself. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but. Your verses were on point. Excellent. Excellent work by myself. And you, you too, to a lesser extent. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, I try. I'm no mayor, but I try. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can just salvage something good out of, out of Roach's work. It reminds me of uh, the story about uh, when ICP made that song with Old Dirty Bastard. And, yeah. And they sent out for the verse, and then he sent them back like, 15 minutes of just ramblings and all kinds of weird... They just kind of pieced it together. Yeah, and they pieced it they together. Could, you know, oh, th this word rhymes with this kind of... <laughs> yeah, and then we could kind of just change this and then everything would work. You know, yeah. So we're going to try to do that with uh, with his verse and hopefully make a, uh, a bearable song out of it. So look yeah, forward to that. You know, have you ever heard the expression making um, chicken salad out of chicken shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what we're doing here. <laughs> With All this right. Roach Clip song. Uh-huh. So I'm excited. Make sure that you uh you stay tuned for his new uh his new EP that's gonna be coming soon. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Uh thank you for listening, everybody. Ty, thank Peace you out. for thank you for joining me. Oh yeah, go buy something from www.roguestatus.org slash store so I can keep the lights on over at the website. That's right. Seriously, my, my bill is going to be due, and I'd really rather not have to pay it out of pocket. So go over and buy you a T-shirt or something, get it shipped out. Um, you can buy you a USB flash drive with our music on it for, like, I don't even know what the price is, but go, go, go do some shopping, man. Support us. Yeah. Support roguestatus.org. Do it. The link will be in the description and show notes of this podcast, so you just got to go click it. That's right. Click on it and see what they got. Bada boom. All right, we'll see you guys later. Natural Habitat Recordings.